my love my sweet my soul sister my petunia my glory of god my my little precious gem of a vagina why are you giving me all these nicknames i just love you kathy i just love you and i just want to wrap my arms around you like your labia wraps around a penis oh my god that's what i want to do kathy what an image i'm being a friend i'm i'm like the manta ray of love that's what oh, I am to you. I am the okay. the flapping manta ray of love, just wafting my my labia love around you. I really oh, don't know where so I'm going gross. with this. I don't either. I don't. But you know what's going to terrify our listeners? What? That you and I actually had dinner last week. We did, didn't we? And we lasted at El Pollo Loco for at least, I think it was 57 minutes. You timed it? I did. And then you were like, <laughs> okay, we're, we're done here. We should go. And I'm like, yeah, we should go. This should not continue. This was good. Go team. Good. We're done. <laughs> we're done. We had our chicken, some steamed veggies. It was good. We'll meet Let's, next year again. <laughs> we'll meet next year. Let's not push this anymore. Let's start a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Yay! Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording not from El Pollo Loco, although that would have been cool, but tonight you just get me and Boogie in front of our laptops. I'm Kathy. So what's going on with you? I have nothing. I have some bad news, actually. Um, Wait, uh, have I you know. not had enough bad No. No more bad news, Kathy. <laughs> You know what? If that worked, Boogie, I would be so happy if all it would take is a note from you. <laughs> Bad news would just fly away. <laughs> I'll just keep trying. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I just got a raise. Holy shit. <laughs> Boogie just knowed away all my problems. So the last time I told you was that uh, he had made a, he had told me, you know, he'd broken up with me and then he um, he took it back. Over the course of the fall, the week after that, he's he's through emails, texts, and a shared document we have. He had he had said that he had made a big mistake, that he he wishes he could take it all back, that he regretted it, that he wants me back, that if anything he wants me to move in, and that I saved him from making uh, probably the biggest mistake of his life. And so this was a fucking roller coaster ride for me. And I'm like, one minute you want me, one minute you don't. I haven't even finished reading the rest of what I am. I need to take a break is what I literally told them. I need to just spend some time on my own, figure out what it is that I want and, and, and read all the stuff that you've been sending me. Cause it's a, a shit ton of information he had given me. And I said, okay, I, I'll reach out to you when I'm ready. And uh, I reach out to him only to find out that he has changed his mind yet again Ugh. and has decided to move in with her after all. 
oh god why did i yes yeah. we all knew this we knew uh, this i uh, you know i seem to be the only one cursed with blindness because i did not know this and and i wrote a post on pet life and somebody actually even said that in the comments <laughs> i'm like great great i'm the only one who doesn't see this shit coming down the pike <laughs> Well, I mean, we no, because we talked about this when this shit all went down, and we talked about it on the show that oh, he's really upset today, and then yeah, but I I find it astonishing. I I literally, and I'm not exaggerating here. This is not hyperbole. I literally don't understand. I cannot find a way for my mind to comprehend how someone can reverse their position. Because don't forget, uh, like two years ago, he did this again where he said it and then he regretted it. So that's one, right. two, three, four, five. Now we're at five times where this man has reversed his position. And, you know, that's for, for me that I am absolutely heartbroken. Heartbroken doesn't even capture the the, the overwhelming sadness that I feel. and. The reason is that as you know, when somebody does shit like this to you, you just want to curse their fucking name out and call them all kinds of names. And believe me, I, I do have those thoughts in my head, but in all in all honesty, I fucking adored this man. I yeah. I loved him the way You know you're going to have to cut all this out, right? <laughs> you let me know what you want to keep in, Kathy. We're here. Oh, this fuck, is you shitty. Keep it all. I have no I have no fucking no fucking secrets with the audience. In the in the weirdest fucking way. I I my well, we pour our hearts out to them all the time, Boogie. I I don't give a shit if you leave it all in, but I I the, the truth is I've never loved anyone the way I love this man. I my entire life he he has been there for me. He has made me laugh. I have never laughed as much as I have with him. I have never had as much fun with anyone as I've had with him. There is just so much about that relationship that was new for me and I had never experienced. I've never felt so adored, so so sexy, so desired, so wanted. And somewhere along the way, he became my best friend. My best friend, not only now, but the best friend I've ever had in my entire life. And to be treated so callously, so cruelly, without any thought to what I would want, with a, a selfish disregard for nothing but his desires, uh, and is so overwhelming that... I'm finding it hard to get through the day. I actually cried at work when I found out because he told me over a text. Ugh, God, he sucks. And I I had to leave fucking work because I couldn't hold it in and immediately got in the car, got on the phone with him. I needed some closure. I confronted him. I, I needed to understand how he could reverse his position so many times. And I just got so much bullshit from him and so much me, 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 this is me, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry that I was just like, you You do realize that what you've done is you haven't so much burned the, any bridge between us, but you fucking napalmed the hell out of it, 
and there's yeah. no going back. Uh, you, you've not only no. taken away my lover, you've taken away my friend. I will never, ever be able to think of you with anything but anger and disdain. I am absolutely humiliated. It's awful. It's awful to go back and then turn back. And then this is just. It's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. It's, it's and, and absolutely I, at, shitty. Even when we got off, off the phone, I, I said, is there anything else you want to tell me? And, and I said, you do realize that this is the last time we're ever going to speak. Uh, I, I don't, I can't, I can't see of a scenario where he and I would ever want anything from him. And uh, it just, uh, he had nothing to say. Nothing to say at all. And I was just bewildered, bewildered by it. And so it's never, it's never easy to be broken up with, but to, to be told for all intents and purposes that I was a placeholder until he, because he was always waiting for her to become available. And right. I mean, uh, oh. it, yeah. And so. I I don't I don't have anything else to say. It, it's it's gonna. This is a long and drawn out process. To uh, I, and I know you don't. Much, a lot of people out who are listening to this are going to understand this because they go through this. They've been everybody's been through this kind of heartbreak. There's something about you, Boogie, that you and I don't uh, experience life in the same way. <laughs> when you're done with somebody, it's like they're fucking done with them. But no, for the I rest mean- of us and me included. When somebody becomes embedded in your life like that, it takes tremendous effort to extricate them because they take up real estate in your mind. And your mind, like when it looks for a limb that's no longer there, it's constantly looking for that thing that it's always going to. And every fucking time it does, it's another reminder that you're not wanted there anymore, that you've been thrown out like yesterday's trash for somebody who's younger and cuter and prettier and thinner and more submissive than you. And, and, and it's like a thousand paper cuts throughout the day. So I'm, I'm barely making it through the day without crying like fucking 20 times. It's ridiculous. Well, I have gone through brokenhearted situations. Who I am as a person has changed a lot over the decades to where um, my breakups, though painful, I don't have that pain, and I and I I could probably spend a lot of time talking about why some of it healthy uh, and self actualized, and some of it just completely shoving down any right. ability for someone to get close to me in that way. Um, right. Mew, of course, much closer. Uh, than anyone has gotten, um, but still, right. there's a detachment, and and we've known this the whole relationship, and that gave me the ability to be a good daddy and and be supportive without being uh, painfully vulnerable. Right. But that it's neither here nor there. Now, I think we can all acknowledge that. I'm sorry that he gave you a relief based on his losing sight of himself and then seeing that he wasn't the self that he thought he was and then lashing out at himself in front of you 
in order to manipulate you to somehow stay his friend so he could get the things out of you that he wants emotionally while at the same time um, coming down from that in a very, very short time. Oh, I, and, I made it and then, so easy for him, Boogie. Uh, I, I wish I hadn't. I, people are shitty. No, it's it's. Let me tell you something that will make you happy. Uh, I when I left that first time, I, I made it so easy for him. I, I took majority of my stuff with me, and that was heartbreaking in, on it in itself. I, I didn't have any time to to come to terms with this. I just I walked in like an idiot with my suitcase, like I normally do, and and he springs this on me when I'm practically in the right in the door, and uh, forty five minutes later, I'm walking out with all my stuff and throwing shit in the trunk of my car and I didn't have I, I obviously I forgot stuff and I realized that there was stuff here that belonged to him and so my sister my great sister came to my lit that shit on fire on the front lawn <laughs> in a satanic symbol no she she contacted him and said I'm coming over on such and such day I will be picking up my sister's things uh, please have them ready and uh, they texted a little bit back and forth and she went over there and he um, like the coward he is, and I, I don't say this just to get back at him, but I know that he is not a brave man, had all the stuff in the garage sitting there waiting so she wouldn't, he wouldn't let her in the house. And she picked it all up. She put it in, in the trunk of her car. And then she, and I told her, I, here's, here's a list of the things that I have there. Uh, I want you to ask him for my collar and my restraints that right. he used on me and and i said i i i abhor melodrama and it's amazing how often i end up being melodramatic <laughs> it's a and kirk I spock said, <laughs> argument you know we want to be spock but we're really kirk it's true <laughs> so i had told my sister um i i want this stuff back because i don't want him to have it but i I don't want you to bring it home, so just throw it away. And it was the collar and the restraints. Right. And I think a couple of other things. And I said, you know what? I am fucking done being the accommodating, compassionate person who's always thinking of other people. I am in a tremendous amount of pain. I His his garbage can is right next to where you're going to be picking stuff up right while he's watching would you please take that fucking collar and restraints and throw them in the goddamn trash while he's watching because i can't bring myself to tell him how much hatred i feel for what he did not just to me but to us that he made it impossible for me to keep my friend through his actions and she did. She did that. And she fucking went off on him. She went off on him. She memorized what she wanted to say because she was so clear about what <laughs> she wanted to tell him about what an asshole he was and not to ever fucking call me, text me or contact me ever again. And she said this part. Killed. I love. This is why I love my sister. She finishes by saying. And if. You and your fucking cunt girlfriend ever see Kathy walking down the street? Turn the f 
fuck around and go in the other direction because I promise you, you will not like what happens if you don't. <laughs> That's my Get sister. That's right. Get him, Kathy's sister. That yeah, fuck I it, because not... that shit's cowardly. You know, you know what? Fuck that shit. I know. And I, and you I... will get to that anger place right now. It is the sadness because you just got kicked and then you got re-kicked, you know, to see that your fucking your big life change literally lasted a week. And then you're like, wait a minute, this is my dick we're talking about. I can't fucking throw that away. It was just a shitty trick. Yeah. And uh it was. So you'll get angry. And whatever. Fuck. What? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, I, Kathy. I know. There's no other fucking word, is there? Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. Because there's nothing good or redeeming about this. I never, and I've lost track of the amount of times over the course of my life that I've said this. I I didn't see this fucking coming. Really? <laughs> this, this, if I saw... What I saw the worst case scenario being was that he he negotiated with her. He and I would talk. We would all get together. We would be up, open, honest, upfront about it. I would I would retreat and lick my wounds for a few months, and then I would get my friend back. That was my worst case scenario. Nothing like this oh. ever occurred to me. It's- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's what's going on with me right now. I am basically in recovery mode. I, uh, you know me, Boogie. When I get like this, the only thing that saves me is writing, writing, writing. And I wrote a post. I posted on FetLife, and the amount of support I got was overwhelming. And I'm, I'm so, so very grateful to our listeners for just being there for me. When you feel kicked to the curb like this, anybody coming up to you and giving you any compassion is like a bomb on a wound. And so. Absolutely. I'm very, very grateful to them. Because you know you're not alone. You're surely not alone in your suffering. And a lot of us, we've all gone through this, and this is just a yeah. a shitty process. And I'm I'm just sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kathy. You know what? Thank you. Two El Pollo in a year. <laughs> I'll come out next when- I'll come, come out next week. <laughs> And we'll do it I'll again. Tell you what, when I can get through the day without crying once, I will take you up on that. <laughs> right I will now, buy you some I chicken, Kathy. <laughs> I will buy because you know what? It is pretty good chicken. I gotta admit, it's some damn fine chicken, man. It's pretty for fast food chicken. It's good chicken. I- I love me my Pollo Loco. This non-sponsorship brought to you by El Pollo Loco. <laughs> I knew you were going to make a joke about that. Citrus I Grilled. I can't mention a brand name without you going, hey, hey, they didn't give us anything. <laughs> what? Could you imagine? Oh, my God. I would jerk off with El Pollo Loco if they gave us a sponsorship, which by just saying that means they probably won't. Well, because you said I just... jerk off and Pollo Loco in the same sentence. What do you think? Well, it's just good chicken. I just want, just want some Pollo Loco sponsorship. Free chicken? Like, could you imagine? They're like, you can have a meal a day. What would we do for that? Jerk off the fight? I mean, I can't think of anything else. I would jerk Shit. off for a, a Pollo Loco meal a day. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
<laughs> how many days consecutive before you pay up hey. on the jerking up? Because I just offered you a second El Pollo Loco. And I'm like, am I building a credit here? Not from you, from Pollo Loco themselves. You you don't get anything. Uh, whatever. Steam vegetables <laughs> for you then. All right, fine. I can use it. <laughs> when beefy listeners don't send questions, Kathy's butthole feels the tension. She must go to Reddit. Kinky posts and fucked up problems. Kathy gets our shit on Reddit. On the way, we try to solve them. All right, so I found this one on Reddit. And the Reds. The Reds. Yeah, As we got to call it the since... Reds because we're part of the cool kids now. No, we're not. Stop saying that. We are not cool. We are very uncool. It's that no. currency. Yes. No, we are very, very cool. And especially now that you're like swinging single, fucking you're just, <laughs> you're hot on the market kind of cool. So we got to work on the image now. <laughs> you know Get what you the that image sw- came to my mind when you said swinging single? Get that swinger dick. You, of course you <laughs> thought of fucking Austin Powers. No, no, I thought of me fat and naked swinging from a chandelier at a swingers party. <laughs> like wrecking ball? Like Miley yes! Cyrus on the wrecking ball? But but bringing down the roof with me. <laughs> Kathy comes in on a wreck. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn beam support didn't hold. What kind tumbling. of flimsy house is this? <laughs> Fucking, this ain't Fort Knox. God damn it. Okay. So, as usual, since we don't get permission from people on Reddit like we do on FetLife, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase this. This is a, a male dominant who um, has a female submissive, and they, they when they go out, when he says, let's play, let's have sex, whatever, he's the one who leads. And he always says that she will willingly follow his instructions, but that he started noticing that um, even though it comes across as willing he never gets the vibe that she's wanting it that she he's she's doing it for him and that her needs possibly aren't being met and the the weird notion that being willing to do something versus wanting to do something actually is a difference and he started thinking about this and started worrying about consent and whether and here's a big question he whether he should be concerned with identifying her desires, not just what she's willing to do. I have to say that when I read this, oh my fucking God, I do not know very many dominants in the scene, male or female, that can make that very subtle distinction that would even occur to them to wonder about that. My submissive is willing, but do they actually want it? Huh, have I ever asked them what their desires are? Now, that's not an an unusual thing for you to do because your kink is mentor-oriented. Right. So that's very much a primary concern for you. But it is not for a lot of dominance. I agree. And and once again, a lot of it's not for a lot of dominance depending on what community, what part of the community they were raised in as far as their ethics and whatever, because in our part of the community, it is very much an interactive conversation throughout your relationship. So things like, do you like this? Are these things you like, or are you just submitting? Because there's a million types of submission and a million types of dominance. And there are submissives. I know many of them that do not like most of the activities that the dominant or master is doing but they like the submission. They like the fact that they want it 
And so it's kind of like they're sacrificially giving. And in that giving, there's that service fix. Right. And that service fix is the high that they want. So yeah, it's kind of like means to an end. Yeah, everything that you just described is perfect if the conversation happens. And that yes. and that conversation is discussed and suddenly it unfolds and it's discovered that that's what her or his kink is and and how beautifully it folds in with yours. That's great. And I'm I always worry about the people who don't start that conversation, who don't bother like this poster asking their submissive is this something you're willing to do or is this something you want to do? Because you can do both, but you can do be willing to give me what I want. But in return, I also want to make sure that your wants and needs are met. Right. And that discussion, I think, has to happen. I absolutely agree. I think it's a great discussion to have. And it's also empowering because it really does mess with your headspace when you're worrying about, am I raping this person? <laughs> Is this something where I'm somehow manipulating and gaslighting them into right. kink and they don't really want it? But I said something that I don't even remember saying that made them afraid, right. you know, or something. I think it's a very healthy thing to get that question out of the way. Build that environment to where your submissive can feel comfortable having that conversation about their likes and dislikes, because it really is. I'm not going to say rare, but it is not as common for a dominant to want to do things to a submissive, even if they absolutely don't like it. Right. Most uh, people that are on the top usually want some aspect of what they're doing to be enjoyable or pleasurable to the bottom. Right. There are some dominants that are like, I enjoy the fact that they don't like it. Oh yeah. Because then it makes, it makes me feel they're doing that specifically for me. All of these things are available potentials for dynamic. Like Kathy said, once you've had that conversation, quickest road to this is to just address each other in that conversation. Right. Absolutely. That's a good, it's a good post. I, I had to say it's one of the few times on Reddit that I've seen something so sophisticated, such a, a sophisticated inquiry. Something, like I said, that a, a lot of people don't understand the, the difference between being willing to do something and wanting to do something. So that's a, that's a great post. Please do not put your tampons in the toilet. We know you have the urge to. We ask you, please avoid it. We know you are afraid the dog will take it from the trash. But plumbers get paid to unclog the drain. And that's a waste of cash. Enigma. Boogie. Enigma. 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 Boogie. 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 Is Kinky World News a social enigma? I don't know, let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. This is it. This is a big moment, Enigma. It is? Well, kind of. It's kind okay. of like secret spy hunter segment that we're going to do. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 
because for the first time, I'm attempting to record our segment in the library study room. <laughs> Which there's all sorts of dirty surrounding that. Yeah, I, yes, I, I can see the, the library and fantasies popping up. Absolutely, because I'm like looking down, and it's just rows of books, and there's people out there, and I don't know how loud it is. I mean, I hear other people when they're um, doing their thing in mm-hmm. here, and you can kind of just hear mumbling, unless like kids come in and they get loud, but I'm like, I don't know what they're going to hear. So we're just going to, uh, <laughs> just going to see <laughs> if there's a knock on the door. Sir, you're talking about really wrong shit here. I mean, fortunately, the the articles we have are, aren't aren't terribly uh, obscene today. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> Damn I mean, it, I Enigma. do I do have some potatoes if uh, if if you wanted to start off with a little. Oh my god! You have dirty. potatoes. Give potatoes. Give us some mayhem. I I do. So I think the last one that I did, I was talking about going to uh, a little soiree, and. Uh, I ended up going with a, a very delightful uh, uh, girl, and at this party there was skinny dipping, and good, good. yes, yes, and she and I ended up in the pool, and there was lots of cuddling and kissing, and uh, good, like you know, we we jumped a few steps, but it was also very like first datey still, like we didn't go like didn't touch too much, didn't like kind of like kept it kept it kind of PG thirteen. But you were making out naked in a pool, right? Which is that's fanta- that's fantastic. that's not that's not PG thirteen. That's a <laughs> solid R. That's I mean, the PG thirteen for us. The, well, okay, I totally totally <laughs> will go with you on that one. But as far as like getting up there, naked making out, I think qualifies as as good. It was very good. It was it was very nice. And then um, about a uh, well a week ago. Um, we decided to go see The Quiet Place 2, which was out in theaters. Um, going back into a theater is still very weird, but we went to a theater. And she's very into horror movies, which we've talked about how horror affects people. Right, right. And um, Did it do the uh, right thing? It, it did. We, we ended up back at her place, and clothes came off again, and there was lots of kissing and fondling and going down on each other and mouths on nice and oh my god bookie i don't i mean you know but uh oh my god it was it was magical to be like playing with somebody again and um i spanked her a bunch which which was funny because the next day like she like texted me and was like i have bruises and i haven't had bruises on my ass in a very long time Thank you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yay. Nice. Yeah. It was great. Score one for the Enigma. <laughs> and it was very cute because like um, the next morning, because I stayed over um, and then there were morning shenanigans. Um, but it, like I had to get up because it's L.A. And so where I had parked was going to get me towed in like 30 minutes or something. So I had to get up and leave. And on my way out, she's like laying there topless, being all sexy and stuff. And I lean in to give her a kiss goodbye. And she's like, we're doing this again, right? <gasps> Good uh, job. Uh, Win. 
I right? wish I could scream. I can't scream because <laughs> I'm in the library. But if I yes. could scream, you and I, like fucking little junior high girls, would be giddy. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep it down. Hi, how you doing? Everyone good? Okay, okay. Fuck yeah, Enigma. <laughs> good job. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. It was very nice. That is. <laughs> that's good news. That is definitely so. good yeah. news. Congratulations. Welcome back to Earth. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's delightful. It's just made me hornier, but you know, it's it's fine. I'm sure. I think it's funny. It's like the people that were locked in with partners, like mm-hmm. they have their other kind of struggles, you know, right. that you're sick of this person that you've had to, you know, be with, you know, locked indoors forever. Mm-hmm. But for the mm-hmm. people that have been locked out from love partners mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's a whole like literally it's like virginal yeah like but sure. like good virginal because we're fucking adults because mm-hmm. we know what to do it's not like that awkward virginal where we're like uh, oh shit i came in six seconds oh shit i don't know what to do uh should i do the alphabet on her vagina <laughs> you know no it's like it's like being virginal but you're okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm virginal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Mine's supposed to be happening in two weeks. I'm going to be oh, actually yes. getting supposedly getting on a plane, and there's a, a couple girls waiting for me. Hopefully, yeah. I mean that that that's exciting. It could go bad. Don't go there, Boogie. Because no, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a jinx. The universe's look as many times as my asshole has been fucked. Pardon my library French. I don't really believe in luck or or the universe. It's either going to happen or it's not. Right, right. But that's, that's great, Enigma. I'm really happy Thank for you. you. That's fucking cool. Thank you very much. Well, god damn it. Well, let's uh, let's get into some topics and see if we can come up with some good information for these kids. All right. So we'll, we'll start off with the quickie. This comes from the independent.co.uk. And this article is entitled Marvel Bosses Reportedly Unhappy Over Viral Taika Waititi, Tessa Thompson, and Rita Ora Photos. Oh, yes. This was awful. Horrible. Yes. This was, this was, this was really bad. An so, abomination to humanity. <laughs> So reportedly, the bosses were unimpressed with the MCU director Taika Waititi, um, together with Rita and Tessa Thompson. Um, the pa- paparazzi caught the three sharing a little three-way kiss on the balcony of Taika's home in Sydney, Australia. Uh, apparently, the bigwigs feel that the behavior is not exactly the image they want to project in relation to the MCU. Um, this is a short piece, but I do think that it opens up the conversation about what is private. Uh, a couple of months ago, we had Army Hammer get into hot water for his shenanigans being publicized. And here we have this. I realize that sex scandals sell, but this is kind of ridiculous. This isn't a sex scandal. No, it, it, it's, it shouldn't be, but it kind of is. This is three people kissing and yeah. not even naked. I saw yeah. the pictures. Mm-hmm. They weren't even freaking naked. They were they're being actually sitting, really cute. Yeah, they're just <laughs> sitting there on, on a balcony, uh, somebody's private place. 
and and they're just a little kissy face between yeah. the three of them. So I guess what's immoral mm-hmm. is the fact that there was more than two. Yes. I think that's what the problem is, is that this is another mm-hmm. kind of poly shaming, like poly is inappropriate, even if it's just kissing. I could see if it was like the dude, two chicks and a German shepherd, you know, and they were, you know, they were doing stuff <laughs> with the German shepherd, you know, that might be mm-hmm. considered not Marvel friendly. Right, right. But this is ridiculous. This is just silly. Like in in this environment, like, you know, but once again, these are executive producers and they're thinking about certain markets and demographics that are going to be insecure about anything that has to do with not, you know, monogamous, het, you know, normative kind of interactions with people. Because if this would have been just him and, and one woman, I don't think this would have been any deal what whatsoever. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Because I don't know anything. I'm assuming this guy's like some big director of a Marvel movie or something, right? Yeah, he, he he's kind of their, their golden child as far as directors go at the moment. Okay. And so the two women, who were they? So Aura is actually, uh, I believe she's a singer and she's, she's officially Taika's like girlfriend, main squeeze, whatever. Like they, they became an item like a couple of months ago. Um, but, um, Tessa, she's been on movies that Taika has been directing, but I think this is the first time that it's been kind of shown that there might be a little bit more than just a professional relationship. Oh, so then, yeah, I guess you would. Yeah, that's horrible because you know, Enigma. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah, this this is a whole nother rant that I'm going to get into about this okay. whole new generation of, you know, workplace romance being evil. And, uh, you know, it's always the boss hoarding over power over somebody and manipulating somebody who's afraid to lose their job. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I am not saying mm-hmm. that. But what I will say is how many millions of Americans are alive because their parents started dating at work? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, oh, where'd you meet him? Oh, I met he was he was she was my manager, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we liked each other. And so whatever. So, like, if it doesn't work out, then, you know, we're going to file, you know, problems. It's going to be a bummer. But when it does work out, the millions of times that it does work out, what are you going to say about that? Like, we glorify actors that romance because they met on set. Where did you guys meet? Oh, we met on set and it was romantic and hot. You mean the workplace? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You mean the place where you work, right? Right. That's where you guys met. And was one of the stars bigger than the other stars? So we could say that that was, uh, you know, manipulative behavior and that they were using their power and authority to pressure the other person into dating them. And then they just, you know, hallucinated falling in love with them. And now they have three kids. We romanticize those relationships. Yeah. Well, and we've had those controversies before with yeah. like uh, comedians like Louis C.K. and even Bill Cosby. Sure. And sure. Um, so like, yeah. So the, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like 
that we, we we glorify the the problems but like we don't look at all like the millions of people who have got that it works like, out yeah like i i, I know a, a lesbian couple where they met at cc at a cc's in texas and one was a supervisor and one was the employee and now they are married and take care of like two kids and dogs and stuff like they it's a much better relationship because they got to know each other and and in that kind of more intimate space than it than a lot of it's like it's not normal dating you're not meeting at a bar you're meeting at work where you get to like where you have to engage with people and so you it's kind of like that that nomer of uh how to get to know somebody like go on a road trip it's like you don't necessarily need to go on a road trip you're stuck in an office together so you're, you're right. gonna get to know other people and once again we are not saying that workplace harassment isn't awful and that oh, yeah. and that people in authority don't use their power to manipulate and threaten and force sexual advances onto employees non-consensually of course that happens but we've lost sight of the balance and a lot of work has no fraternization policies and you know because because it can create drama and problems but it's not right. an absolute it doesn't always go bad there's a lot of people that are alive today because their parents met at work right sorry that maybe, was my my peeve that was gonna had, be a whole go ahead maybe even had sex at work yeah <laughs> only if they were cool all right sorry all right. that was my thing no it's fine um so we'll uh we'll move on to our next article this comes from the detroit free press and their uh website is freep.com that's f-r-e-e-p.com and the article is entitled wash county will no longer prosecute consensual sex work amen amen the Illinois County's uh, new prosecutor says that his office will no longer pursue charges against adults who engage in consensual sex work. And this applies to both sex workers and those who seek them out. Uh, prosecutor Eli Savitz cites research that shows sex workers forced into the black market due to criminalization are exposed to higher rates of violence and exploitation. Uh, the office is looking to focus their charges on human trafficking, assaults related to sex work, um, this aligns with his dropping of cash bailouts and prosecuting small scale drug offenses. Kind of this prosecutor's overall kind of like trying to restructure how things are prosecuted. Um, mm -hmm. This move is not new in San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Manhattan. They have all had prosecutors come out in support of the decriminalization of sex, sex work. And these changes also will help other marginalized groups too. Uh, a 2015 uh, report showed that 40% of adults and 60% of the youth arrested for prostitution were black and people of color. Um, not to mention that trans and cis women tend to bear a large part of the burden of criminal criminalization. Um, decriminalization of the sex work is a big step in supporting the truth that sex work is work. Enigma. I can't. Yes, I'm almost as excited about this as I am about your naked skinny dipping and uh, <laughs> oral switching with uh, your partner. But in a, in a bigger scale, this is, I don't know. I'm old. So I've seen things go slow for a long time. 
Right. There is a lot currently, just in the last 10 years, a lot of major political morality shifts that are occurring. Things that used to take decades and generations to get political movement on are now happening much quicker and it's almost like a snowball since since the gay marriage movement that finally ended successfully uh, in favor of gay marriage since that has happened there has been all of these other things that were really big sticking points in in moral influenced politics right you know and now we have uh, which hopefully gets balanced at some point. Uh, legalized marijuana, mushrooms are probably coming right behind that. Well, um, and that was that was actually part of it. Like um, he specifically was looking at um, psychedelics and mushrooms, and did, like the small scale distribution of magic mushrooms and other natural psychedelics. So, like, sure, yeah, like like this guy is specifically going after that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's just let's find out what are the crimes that are hurting society and what are the crimes that are causing violence towards individuals. And let's focus our resources on that. And so that's why it's kind of exciting. It seems like this is moving a lot quicker. And this is really the time. I mean, the the drugs thing, I I don't give a fuck about. I'm sober. I I have a lot of mixed feelings about... um, legalizing all drugs without balancing that with some sort of education and recovery um, based so you don't just encourage more people to check out of reality uh, and end up hurting themselves. But as far as uh, sex work, this has been a big thing uh, that's been very sad to watch for my whole life, you know, my whole sexual life for sure. And it's very exciting to start to see there's been significant movement on this. This is a little town in Michigan. not Maybe not little, but it's not a, a major city. And when you start to see um, prosecutors say they're not going to uh, criminalize sex workers, that's a big deal in a smaller, in a smaller county because that, mm-hmm. can set, that can help set the president, precedent going around and then between the bigger cities and the smaller it's just good it's just really really good this is the time to start moving on this well yeah and 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 i think the small towns are are a good place to go because that's often where um i think this kind of rightful stereotype of people kind of living the past are it's it's where the people who um like we saw in the last five years that's like a lot of those people that were kind of not on board with moving forward were often in those kind of rural um right, small right. towns middle of nowhere um and so starting there kind of in- influencing them i i agree i agree that's that's gonna make a lot more movement than starting at the big cities like la with all of its problems is pretty liberal and is pretty open to most things, but small town USA that that's gonna, that's the harder reach for for a lot of reasons. Like they're just harder to they're just not as accessible as LA. Like just based on geography. So yeah, I definitely agree that starting there is definitely the way to go. 
Well, I mean, hopefully what's going to start happening soon is you're going to see, because the problem with the decriminalization of sex work has always been kind of the same thing where it's like everyone kind of supports it, but nobody wants to be seen out protesting in favor of getting it decriminalized, you know, because they're, Mm -hmm. they're bought. It's, it's because now you're aligning yourself with immoral supposed sexuality, you know, you know, the husbands want to go out and support it, but the wives are like, why do you want to go support prostitution? Why are you going, you know, so it, it, you know, there's always been that kind of hesitation where I think if you ask people in private, if they have a moral conflict with somebody uh, charging for sex work, I think the majority of Americans would would say, no, I, I really don't care. But it's getting yeah. that vote. It's letting the politicians know. But now you have all these things where, you know, you have these mail servers where you sign up to it and they say, here, we're going to mail it to your to your uh, public representatives ourselves you just fill out the email you just write you know your letter and you know so there's a lot of ways that it's a lot easier because it is difficult to hunt down who am i supposed to you know email who am i supposed to let know that i'm a voting uh, citizen and i don't think this is something that should be criminalized yeah, no, I mean, especially in the last year, I, I, I've definitely gotten on. There, there are several websites where you're like just doing an easy petition. Um, it, it's, it's super easy, and and they do, they do help. Yeah, like with, uh, with the support of technology, we're we're definitely getting to a point where, um, like like you're talking about, like the world is getting smaller, and we're we're be, we're able to, um, people are able to be a part of politics that weren't able before at whatever level, whatever level they're comfortable. Um, like you can go out and be in a protest or you can stay home and share and sign petitions that will help move stuff forward. Like there, there's, there's, there's place, there's spots for people at every level. Absolutely. And I mean, ultimately if your politicians feel that it's going to get them elected if they support your cause, in theory, that's what motivates them. That's the whole idea of picking somebody that represents, you know, the point of view, their constituents uh, right. in, in the area that they're in. So um, even like I really do agree that if you can avoid the going outside to, you know, whatever create tension in your life, you still have the ability to be a part of this solution because sex workers both male and female are consistently murdered consistently Mm -hmm. raped consistently abused robbed ripped off and there's no there's nobody there to help them i have stories i have lawyers in my family and i I, I would just hear stories as a young person. He's like, yeah, this prostitute came in and some guy anally raped her and the judge told her to get the fuck out of the court because she's a hooker. That stuck with me, man. Yeah. That stuck with me because that's all over the world. And that's yeah, awful. I, yeah. And that's I, I, awful. I have, I have several sex worker friends that have, like, all of them have those horror stories. And in one form or another, and like 
decriminalizing doesn't necessarily fix shitty people, but it does make them uh, more careful about not doing that kind of thing and, and more thoughtful about not doing that kind of thing. It gives more protection. It's just like in a lot of these countries in Denmark and places that have um, legalized sex work and they're considered normal citizens and they're protected and they have rights mm-hmm. and they pay taxes and, you know, they can get insurance and, and you know, there's requirements for STIs and, you know, you, you can... It, this is such a stupid argument. Like you could literally just go into a bar with a sign on your chest that says, I'll fuck everyone in this bar and like get out your flute and do the Pied Piper thing and like lead 50 people to a hotel room and let every one of them fuck you. But if one of them gives you 10 bucks, you're all criminals. You know what the Mm -hmm. fuck, man? Aren't we past this? Yeah. It's time. and, and, And we saw some countries like uh even this past year like admit that sex workers are workers and give them covid support which was something yeah. that i think a lot of people weren't expecting uh but like i think it was like thailand and japan specifically like both started giving like when they were giving out unemployment benefits basically it was like no sex workers are a part of that so I, I i think yeah the, uh, it's it's a movement it's it's slow moving but i think it's definitely starting to uh make traction for sure i'm excited the the number one thing i want i guess the only message i'm going to keep pounding is is even if you can't get out and show your face in support of this there are ways to let your public officials your local officials know that this is something that you want to see happen mm-hmm. and you can start reaching out and do that now um, if if anybody's interested, there is a organization that was put on. Um, I, I believe I can't remember the exact acronym, but I think it's Sex Workers Outreach Program um, or SWAP S W O P. Um, they are a national organization that specifically supports sex workers, both legally and with um, like social issues. So, if that's something that anybody listening wants to get involved in, um, it's one that I've uh, donated to a couple times. So, if anybody's interested that's a way to go for that so enigma if people want to get a hold of us well if people want to get a hold of us they can just reach out and grab us but if we're not close enough for that um they can find us on instagram at perverted podcast they can find us on twitter at perverted pcast and they can find us on fetlife there's both a group and a page yay Yay. that sort of blue of show 315 the day the show that will forever be known as the depressing episode the dep- oh we've had more <laughs> we've had more depressing episodes we'll just call this Kathy's Shiva this is oh this is it Kathy we're all just sitting Shiva with you <laughs> that's what we're doing that is a, uh, that is the family thing this is our well, mitzvah Look at, I've never been more Jewish in my, I was raised I by know. Jews. I've never been on? more Jewish in my life. Kathy, it's okay, <laughs> darling. <laughs> darling, we're all going to sit shiva with you. We're going to buy you some chicken. It's going to be kosher. We're not going to have any dairy with it. It's going to just chicken and vegetables, completely kosher. We'll have oh the Spanish God. rabbi bless it. It'll be beautiful. But <laughs> it's okay to do this. We're going to go through this process a couple times if we have to. That's that's true, and I'm I'm forever grateful 
to the support that I've received from absolute strangers who have treated me better than I was treated at the end of this relationship. I am myself sitting in a room filled with flowers that my sister's boyfriend brought for me to make me feel better. Ah, that's I know nice. I, he, that's class. And I just need to get over this hump. If I could just get over the next month, I can come out the other end and start living again. And until then, if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, drop us a line at pervertedpodcast.gmail.com. You know what? My emails are getting very thin, very thin on the ground boogie because I got no some fucking advice. I got nobody writing us asking us for our amazing perspective that you and I always have on things. And if we're going to lay on the guilt, let's just do it fucking for real. (laughs) Kathy, that's just horrible that nobody's sending in more questions and discussion points and possible (laughs) links, especially in this time where you really need a healthy distraction from the pain and suffering (laughs) that you are going through. I just hope our listeners can step up (laughs) and send some some good questions, some really soul search, just to help you get through this time. I mean, I understand (laughs) if they don't want to, if they don't feel it's important to help you get through this horrible time. I totally understand that. But we can only hope that they will send us emails at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and give us things to talk about on their fucking show. I never would have thought it possible with you, Boogie. You laid on the guilt thicker than I ever have. (laughs) Well, that's because we're sitting shivered, Kathy. All right. I don't know what it sounds good. You just made me tap it. Let me tell you something, Kathy. Jewish guilt is blistering. Like my wow. Jewish granny could, like, could, like from a hundred yards, she could literally throw a look back, and you just know you have failed her. You failed life. You're gonna kill her by this horrible act wow. of not returning a phone call you've done. Jewish guilt is violent. So I just tapped into that. I guess you did tap into your inner Jew. My my inner Jew's been tickled. (laughs) God damn, I want matzah. Divorce. Your nasty habits that made me sick. I'll go away 
single trick. Now that I finalized my divorce, no longer do I have to play the role of your father or mother. And glory to God, will I never again have to support your deadbeat brother? Bye bye. Here's your problem now. I'm gonna buy some brand new clothes. Maybe get a tattoo or pierce my nose. Now that I finalized my divorce, it can be scary to be back on your own. But don't be afraid, you're never alone. Many of us have finalized. A divorce.